Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, hey, Waffle Gang, I do hope you are well. My name is Mark, and today we're checking out some more relationship stories. And if you do love a Reddit story, why not consider hitting that like, subscribe, maybe that notification bell too. Let's crack on with today's first story. Much love, guys. From the True Off My Chest subreddit, and just to give you a warning about this one as well, there is talk of miscarriage within the story. So as always, if you want to skip the story, timestamps are always down in the description and along the timeline below. Please always feel free to use them. It's from Sad Mum Throwaway 22, and it's titled, My 40 female daughter, 21 female, has cut me out of her life when she found out I had an abortion. The day after I graduated high school, my childhood sweetheart and I were married and a year later, my beautiful daughter Moira was born. When Moira was six, I got pregnant again, but it was an ectopic pregnancy that eventually needed surgery, which included removing the fetus and part of the fallopian tube the fetus was growing in. Moira didn't know I was pregnant at the time, only that mummy had been sick and needed to be in the hospital for a little while. Three years later, my husband left me and it was just Moira and me. We were always very close, so much that Moira sometimes called me Lorelei because we were just like the Gilmore Girls, just not as much witty banter. This was until she went to a state college about three hours away. We would still talk on the phone every day and she would come home for the weekend a few times a month, but I understood that she needed her space as she developed as a functional adult, so I tried to give her as much space as she needed. Sometime earlier in her sophomore year, she joined an evangelical Christian campus group and started dating Dirk, the president of the group. I'm not 100% sure which came first. This put a chill on our relationship as I go to church on Sundays at a community church that is rather liberal in its theology and generally have a live and let live attitude towards others. Too many of our calls or visits began to devolve into Moira preaching at me about how I was living a sinful life and how I needed to find a man and remarry because being single was bad and other stuff like that. I tried to work around to maintain their relationship as best as I could. That spring semester, COVID shut down her school, but instead of coming home, Moira moved in with a neighbor of Dirk's family, which was about 700 miles away. Our conversations went from daily to maybe twice a week and were shorter as well, as if Moira was impatient to get the calls over with. Our text messages were also almost exclusively one way me sending her all the weird stuff I always did and her mostly just replying with one word or something like that. That summer, Moira told me she was dropping out of school and she and Dirk were engaged and they'd be building a life in Dirk's hometown. This was pretty rough news for me, but I do feel like while I tried to push back gently, I was as supportive as I could be. The wedding was in October of that year and it was a lovely event, although I felt most of Dirk's family and the folks from his church treated me like I was a space alien. It was also the first time I'd ever seen Dirk in person and spoken more than five words from him. And the majority of our conversation as the wedding was winding down was him encouraging me to switch to a better church for Moira's sake. After a few months, calls started to come more frequently from Moira. 
She was clearly struggling with adjusting to being married and not really knowing too many folks. Although she always insisted that Dirk's parents and siblings at the church folks were super nice. But she wasn't working and she wasn't in school and I think she was going a little crazy with boredom. I was sad about this but also selfishly happy to hear from her so much and our conversation skirted theology and I didn't offer her unwanted advice. But we kept the conversation mostly light. Moira was looking forward to having children. Dirk wanted a big family. Probably in part to give her more to do but it seems that they were having difficulty conceiving. Moira told me that Dirk blamed Moira and refused to go to a doctor to check on his swimmers. It seems like his answer was just to have sex as often as possible, whether Moira was in the mood or not. Again, I tiptoed around the subject and tried to be supportive and only offered advice in areas that Moira specifically asked me for. I knew telling her what I really felt was going to get her mad and it would be unhelpful. About six months ago, Moira stopped complaining about how brutal it was to try and get pregnant and even though she didn't say anything, I knew that meant that she was. I kept it to myself, just happy that she was so happy. But she called me crying right before Thanksgiving that she had miscarried. I asked her if she wanted me to come to her and for the first time since she got married, she said yes. I was in my car less than an hour later and got there in the morning. Dirk was at work even though Moira was an absolute mess and I did my best to comfort her. At some point, I told her about my ectopic pregnancy let her know how awful I knew she felt. We did a lot of hugging and crying together that day. When Dirk came home, he mostly ignored us and seemed more annoyed about the whole thing than being supportive. The next morning after Dirk went to work, Moira asked me about my topic pregnancy, especially what happened to the baby. I explained that they needed to abort the baby because it was growing and it could have become life-threatening to me. Moira got extremely angry at me, telling me that her pastor had mentioned that most fallopian ectopic fetuses will actually migrate to the uterus on their own and that I was a selfish bitch for not putting my faith in God before a soulless doctor. I was stunned and I regrettably lashed out at her, telling her that her pastor was full of shit and as much as I wish I hadn't had to have an abortion, it was the only reasonable choice and any real Christian would understand that. Moira told me to leave the house right away. I tried to apologize, but she told me that her miscarriage and trouble having children was definitely punishment for me killing my baby. I fled the house in tears. Since then, Moira doesn't answer my phone calls, texts, emails, anything. I found Dirk's work number, but he told me to never call again and hung up on me. I was so depressed, but I'm in therapy and on medication and found a Facebook group for parents who have lost contact with children for religious reasons that has been a little helpful but it's the fucking worst thing i've ever dealt with some days i still feel like i don't have a will to live but just thinking about my daughter gives me strength to go on hoping that she'll let me back into her life whether it's because she comes to understand better what happened or because she needs me i don't really care i just miss her so much edit and thank you so much for all the folks who are kindly responding just to be clear i did stop reaching out after dirk hung up on me aside from sending an I love you text every few days. Probably Moira blocked me, but if she hasn't, or if she ever decides to unblock me, hopefully she'll know that no matter what decision she has made, I'll always love her. That's a fucking heartbreaking story, man. And I can't imagine watching your child get isolated like that and, and change like that. There's a couple of comments where Opie replies to. So Muff Cabbage says, I'm sorry you're going through this. It sounds like your daughter has been brainwashed. The husband sounds like he has a very controlling family and they all have your daughter on lock. 
Hopefully in time, she will see how bullshit they are and reach out to make amends with you. You'll just have to wait for that day, unfortunately. Reaching out on your part will just piss her off at this point. At least this is how I see the situation as an internet stranger. Opie responds and says, yes, I agree. I send her texts occasionally, just saying that I love her, but if she has blocked me, then I guess she doesn't get them. But maybe one day she'll unblock me and maybe just hearing that I love her will give her some strength. Whether that means she responds is probably too much to ask for, but I'll never give up on hearing from her again. She was just so sad. I hope that her in-law family or some folks from her church are giving her the comfort she needed and probably still needs. Stop Spam Core says, unfortunately, she is terribly misinformed. Ectopic pregnancy cannot migrate. It cannot be reimplanted or whatever nonsensical thing this pastor spits out to demonize women. Although people have different opinions about abortion at the end of the day, Abortion is healthcare, no matter how you feel about them. Not having readily available abortion options put pregnant people's lives at risk. I truly hope that she never finds out this the hard way. I'm so sorry that you had to go through that and how your daughter responded to you. Hope your daughter finds her way back to you. Smudge says it sounds like he offered her a package deal. Stay at home mom and have babies pop out and have the husband look after her as the breadwinner. He's controlling her because if she can't have an education... She can't get a good job and good financial stability. If she can't work, she can't have financial independence, period. To me, this just makes me sad that they have brainwashed your daughter against you all in the name of God, even though you go to church yourself. Infertility affects everyone in different ways, and in this case, her husband refuses to acknowledge that his sperm might not be as high quality as he thinks. Or your daughter might have an odd-shaped uterus that can't support a pregnancy. That would both have to get checked out by a doctor to find whatever is making them unable to have a successful pregnancy. That has nothing to do with God. We aren't in the dark ages anymore. I'm hoping you will get some closure someday. One more comment from Token who says she's in a cult. Brainwashed and she needs deprogramming when she finally realized that she's in an abusive situation. The fact that she left school and went rushing to marry at this age was the beginning of the downslope. Wait a while and see. She and this man are going to put her body through a lot, trying to have a lot of babies. It will catch up sooner or later. However, she's an adult. She's a married woman. And if she doesn't change, you're allowed to move on from her. And that last comment there talking about moving on from her. And that's got to be incredibly difficult, no matter how she's being, I think. Everything about the situation is fucked up. Like that last comment said, went rushing off to marry at that age. And it was the beginning of the downslope and trying to have kids all this sort of stuff and you can't help but one day feel and it's very very similar to a story that we read it was about a year year and a half ago very similar situation and eventually the daughter did come back but was broken i can't remember the full details of it but but just slowly realized over time about how isolated and removed from her family she was and it was just incredibly Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... 
HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. He's sad. So around seven months later, OP updates their post and they say, I first wanted to thank all the supportive comments and private messages. I really appreciate the goodness in folks. Also, thank you to the person who sent me multiple PMs asking for pictures of my feet. Oh, God. I'm always impressed how someone can look past content and feel the urge to joke off to some rando's feet. So, the TLDR of my previous post. My daughter Moira married an evangelical young man named Dirk, moved into his community, and things were rough between us, culminating with her blaming her miscarriage on the abortion I had. Really, an ectopic pregnancy that had to be ended. I had done my best to stay away from her, even though I love and miss her very much. I don't really have any other family besides her and I wasn't good about keeping friends, but I've been in therapy and trying to put myself more out there. Ironically at my church, which is a wonderful open community. Although just thinking about Moira would make me tear up. I was doing my best to lead my life without her. Six weeks ago, I'd just gotten home from a lunch date with a guy that I've been seeing when my front door buzzed. I thought maybe it was my gentleman caller. I'm not at the booty call stage, but perhaps he just missed my smiling face. I buzzed him up without asking and opened the door. I was shocked to see Dirk come out the elevator. I let him in and did my best to not yell at this young man who took part in brainwashing my daughter, and he stammered out that he was sorry for everything that had happened. He then laid out the entire story. He'd gone to the large public university where he ultimately met Moira because he was far away from his parents as he had a lot of doubts about what he had been religiously indoctrinated with his whole life. His parents had only agreed to let him go to school on the condition that he stayed active in a specific student group. The facility advisor who was known to the local church as being an upstanding evangelical, Dirk had agreed and would go to events, but also tried to use his time on campus to explore and better understand why he felt about what he had been taught was wrong. Going to other Christian group events and even a gasp mixer for all religions he ended up being president of the student group because the advisor recommended it and dirk doesn't know how to say no unfortunately and unbeknownst to me moira was roofied a few weeks into her sophomore year luckily for her dirk was at the party identified what was happening and got her out of the party before anything worse could happen and stayed with her until she was physically recovered moira was understandably traumatized but for her own reasons, didn't feel comfortable sharing it with me, which breaks my heart to be honest, or going to the school's counsellors for help. But she did latch on to Dirk and he admitted he didn't mind having this pretty girl around a lot. Since part of his routine was his evangelical stuff, Moira started going to those meetings and events and the local church, and possibly because of the trauma, really embraced it all. This wasn't great for Dirk since he was trying to pull away, but now this girl who he liked and who he felt like he needed to protect was getting into the evangelical stuff. He wondered if it was a sign from God and he needed to ignore his misgivings. In the spring semester when COVID shut down the school, Dirk asked Moira if it's possible that he could come home with her. But she said that the opposite would be better so they went back to his hometown, where the church refused to close. So now Moira was really only going to three places. The house that she was staying at, that was full of very nice but very evangelical folks, 
Dirk's parents' house, who were also very nice but very evangelical, and the church, where I'm not going to pass judgment on if the pastor was nice or not, but who was practicing a very strong brew that Moira readily drank. When Dirk was told by his parents and the pastor that he should marry Moira, he proposed. Moira said yes and he took a job in a call center run by one of the parishioners in the church. When I pointed out that the only time we talked at the wedding, Dirk tried to get me to join his church, but he has a different recollection on that conversation. Dirk says I was being cornered by his creepy uncle and that he came over to me to get away from Hansi Harold, not his real name, and literally couldn't think of anything to talk about. But I had just brought up how Moira had gotten more religious and Dirk claims that he was saying that his church does that to people, but not necessarily in a good way. Anyway, Marriage wasn't all that Dirk and Moira thought it would be. Moira was feeling isolated and Dirk kept suggesting talking to me more, which eventually she did. She also started to spend more time with the pastor's wife and would come home and point out that the pastor and his wife have 11 kids and that they should have a big family too. Dirk actually pushed back on this and said that he would avoid his marriage responsibilities from time to time, specifically because he didn't want to impregnate Moira. One time in the last month, Moira told me that Dirk recently admitted to her that he thought about getting a vasectomy, but thought doing so in secret was betraying Moira, so he just worked on his pull-out game, which caused further strife between them at the time. When Moira told Dirk she was pregnant, he got very depressed but tried to support his wife as best as he could, and was at least happy that she was happy about it. When Moira miscarried, she told him God was punishing them for spilling a seed, and told Dirk to spend the night somewhere else. He spent the night at a friend's and texted Moira the next day, but she only told him that I'd come in. He decided to come home after work and said I was shooting mean looks at him right away, which is 100% accurate because all of this was very different from what I had been led to believe by Moira and by what I misconstrued about everything. And so he stayed away from us and the next morning left as quickly as he could. However, a few hours later, Moira called crying and asked him to come home, which he did. She didn't go into detail about why I'd left, but told him she knew God would want her to forgive him if he'd get her pregnant. When I called him at work, even though he did want to talk to me, he panicked and did the opposite and basically hung up on me. He said he wanted to reach out to me after that, but didn't know my number, but also felt he was doing wrong by Moira. When he asked for advice, he was basically told I was a godless heathen so best I wasn't involved in their lives. Things got better between Dirk and Moira as both of them started to put in the work that a marriage needs to succeed and start listening to each other. About two weeks before, Dirk shows up at my door. The town was engulfed in scandal. It was never explained to me exactly what happened, but I guess the pastor was involved in some shady financial business and it was something that Moira had put money into and the whole scandal made Moira reconsider her religious fervor. Dirk seized on this and begged Moira to leave town with him, but Moira was feeling very embarrassed, stubborn, ashamed, and didn't want to reach out to me. Dirk convinced her that they should pack up as much as possible and just come to me, as he was sure I would take them in and help them. So this conversation was quite lengthy, and when he gets to the part that Moira is with him, I jumped up and started yelling about where she was. He told me she was at a coffee shop down the street, so I basically ran there, and the two of us ugly cried as we reunited. We went back to my apartment and the three of us continued our conversation. There was a lot more tears and hugs and apologies all around and I told them I would help them as best as I could. 
Not exactly swimming in money, but I bought a queen-size bed to put in Moira's old room, and my not-quite-boyfriend helped Dirk get an office job. Moira got in a retail job and is talking about enrolling in college in the fall, which I think is great. They are still living with me, but on Monday, we looked in an apartment just down the street from me as both are adamant about being close and they will hopefully be signing a lease there very soon. I'm doing my best to see Moira, who she is now, an adult woman who is flawed just like all of us, not the teenage girl who was my best friend. And Dirk is a sweet kid who's trying to find a place in the world and needs to be a better advocate for himself. The past few weeks, he's come with me to my church and we'll see if that's more his speed. I think he desperately wants to find some sort of connection to God and I recommended he tries to connect with my pastor who is a lot more open-minded and articulate about this stuff than his old pastor was. Moira is also feeding things out. She's going to therapy on her own and the two of them are also planning on going to couples therapy to really firm up that all-important base to their marriage. So I'm very happy to share this update. Thank you all again for the support and kindness. I was, I got to tell, I got to tell you, I was in bits when, um, when Opie heard that her daughter was just down the road in the coffee shop and running down there and, you know, the ugly cry. And I was, uh, I was going as well. And I know they're not quite there yet, but I really do wish them the very best for the future. But what do you guys make of this situation? Let me know your thoughts down in the comments below. Now, just a huge thank you from the bottom of my heart for getting involved in today's stories. Your love, your support, your time always means the absolute world to me. So thank you so much for being involved. Truly, it's amazing. And hopefully, I will see you in the next one. Take care and much love. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.